0: me and I know you'll see that song changes everything
1: I was wondering which order we would be in
0: (laughs) surprise this came back it's
1: fun (laughs) hi everyone
0: (laughs) hello live
1: on arts for the health of it I'm Richard Wilmore
0: I'm Catherine Particini and we have one of Hearts Need Arts artists in residence with us today Hannah Garrison welcome Hannah hi thanks for having me thanks for being here yeah
1: yeah. how um long have you been an artist in residence with hearts need art
2: since 2019 may of 2019 so what is that three years can count three three years three years years. yes yes we can count
1: (laughs) did you know were, had you been doing it before or was this like a new, had you known what arts and health was before?
2: Good question. I had no idea what arts and health was and what that entailed at all. All I knew was my own experience with art. Um, Cause I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2017. So I just knew that I did art and it helped me in lots of ways so when I found out that Hearts Need Art uh, existed as an organization, um, it was like like the heavens. I could the hear stars like, the, the stars um, yeah. aligned <laughs> and I hear the angels singing. As as it, was calling. Me, it was me singing. It was Richard yeah, singing. Yeah.
1: Was like, Richard I can't singing. believe you didn't run away.
2: <laughs> well, okay. I had been a sick person for a while now. So, you know, that does sort of you know, immerse you in the healthcare world. I wasn't like part of any personnel or anything like that, but um, it was a fun experience to getting to know everyone and getting to know um, uh, what it means to be a teacher in the arts and healthcare field. Mm. Yeah. It's been.
1: Because you had sort of, you had been teaching before you, you were working at like the paint and sip type places, right?
2: I was, I was, I was a teacher already for two different local paint and sit places. I want to say for three, for about two or three years prior to even joining Hearts Need Art. So I did have a little bit of experience um, under my belt, um, experience with teaching. But you know, teaching people in that sort of fun atmosphere. It's, it's different. It's a very different feeling, obviously, especially when people are drinking. Sometimes a little too much. This is a little too much, yeah. Um, but I, I at least was able to, um, I guess, grasp the lingo and grasp the idea of teaching and what it is to teach art. So whenever I came into heart, the Hearts Need Art setting, um, I, yes, I did have to adjust it um, for different patients. And that was, that in and of of itself is a very valuable learning experience right there.
0: Can you share a little more about that, about what, um, what it's like when you go into a patient room or some of the things um, you tend to do for bedside art, whether it's the patient working with you, or I think a lot of, a lot of people have seen your beautiful window paintings. This is the artist behind. (laughs) Can we show some? Yes. (laughs) Sure. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, let's
2: see. So there we go. There's one of them. So whenever I walk into a patient's room, I it's like it's like what Richard says, actually, it's a surprise behind every door. It's like <laughs> what's behind door number two. That's 100% right. Because sometimes the patients can be very happy and, and cheerful for the most part. Um, but other times, very sick, um, maybe even asleep, and the atmosphere is completely different. So knowing how to, um, I guess, stay on your toes, so to speak, um, is really important. Is what I, That's what I found. So normally when I walk into a room, I'll ask them, would you like to do art with me or would you like to watch me do art? Which of the two appeals to you more? Um, and sometimes I'll sort of um, read the room, well, a lot of times I'll read the room, but Sometimes I'll just already in my head, I can already tell, okay, maybe this person probably will want a, a window painting instead of actually doing something. Cause um, sometimes the art itself makes them tired because they might be going through chemo. So they're very, you know, very, very, um, what's the word? Try not to use the word fatigued. delicate, but I guess. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So the experience is very different for each person, but I have found that no matter what they choose to do, um, art is what brings down walls. So they might be, if I'm doing window painting, for example, they might be watching me from their bedside um, and then they'll just start, we'll start talking. We'll start having a conversation. They might talk about um, what they see. They might talk about um, what they want me to paint and that might bring them to some memories. We might, mm-hmm. might talk about their family because of it, so it just builds on each on each each uh, bit of conversation builds on on the next portion of of the of the 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 interaction and it's the same thing with when I'm actually doing something with them. Um, we might get into it and once again they might be doing a certain something and it re- may remind me of their granddaughter or you know something like that. So we'll just begin a whole conversation about their whole life. And a lot of times it eventually will lead to their diagnosis. And I don't ever ask about their diagnosis. It just sort of happens because people just need um, somebody to talk to. So I'm there to lend an empathetic ear.
0: Hope that does, that, explains it. does that usually lead you to share about your, your own experience with getting diagnosed and
2: yeah it, it does, and I don't normally like lead with that kind of sure. thing. I will always you know feel around and if it feels appropriate for me to mention it, then I will. but i I do often feel that they people feel um, like they're not alone when they see somebody in my position um, who is as young as me, which is, that's always what they comment. <laughs> They're like, oh, you have MS? And I'm like, yes, I do have MS. <laughs> and so we'll, we'll usually um, talk about our symptoms and we, all, we automatically have a common ground right there. So they can talk about chemo, like, like ke- chemo brain is what I was um, trying to think about, which sounds like cog fog <laughs> to me. And that's something that's very common in people with MS. Fatigue is another one. Pain is another one. So not that we talk about pain a lot, but it does come up sometimes. So I do find that it, it helps to ease people when they, when they see me and when they can find that they can talk to, their, talk to somebody about their disease that isn't a healthcare professional. It's just somebody that's here to bring them something fun.
1: I know you do a lot of different types of art and use a lot of different, is it mediums or media? Mediums. Mediums?
2: Medium is the singular. Media is plural.
1: Right, that's what I said because I'm I'm, a a professional. And they put me in
0: charge. Um, (laughs) They did. That wasn't on your test. That was not on my test.
1: And also, I have no coffee surrounding me now, so that's going to be my excuse. Um, Now, what was my question? Oh, so you used to do a lot of different, like, things in the group classes and even bedside. But what has become so popular with you are your window paintings, uh, which, if you look at any of our social media, you'll see photos upon photos of Hannah interacting on their windows and i love the ones where they get up and they can paint with you and I, it's just a really great experience um but i'm seeing a butterfly cam here mm-hmm. and so uh, i would like to know what that's all about Let yes pretend like i don't know
2: yes <laughs> richard you totally don't know no i kind of don't <laughs> this know is <laughs> This is a project that I have brought to patients bedside and also virtually too, because I teach classes virtual as well. And um, I call them my one line butterflies. So when I think about art these days, as a person with, uh, with MS, I always think about repetition Um, because repetition and, and um, what was it? Uh, and creativity. So I get to choose the colors that I want. And um, by the way, memory loss is another <laughs> thing that I struggle with, with MS. <laughs> so if you find me going in circles, that's why. <laughs> so anyway, um, I teach this type of project project a lot, um, because of the idea of neuroplasticity, um, at least with MS, you know, and I guess as as human beings in particular, we need repetition in order to learn new things. And so that idea, that idea of neuroplasticity, um, it it empowered me when I was first diagnosed. It empowered me to keep moving forward and keep doing the things that I loved. So I started to in- incorporate repetition and pattern into my, my projects. And so... Um, this is primarily what I, I try to teach to patients is, is repetition. And I try to vary it and make them different. So if you're wondering what, gonna, what we're going to do, I'm going to give you a little demonstration. Yes. So I know I mentioned repetition, but also I like to think about puzzles or I mentioned the word creativity. So I like to think about, um, I, I guess I like to do, art that makes me think a little bit and sort of keeps me on my toes. So these are one line butterflies, which I created with uh, crayons. And today I'm going to do the same exact thing, same exact project, but I'm going to use markers instead just so we can see what, what we can do with it. Um, y'all, y'all ready? You have your things. We're ready. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so I have a smaller piece of paper, just, you know, time because of time. But if you're at home, you can absolutely use a regular sheet of paper. It doesn't matter what sheet of paper.
1: Can we just say hi to Carol first for a minute? Carol. Carol, hey, Carol. We're live, and but you can go back and watch it any time. And we miss you, and um, we love you. Carol is um, one of our. Uh, she was a previous artist of ours. Yes. In the hospital, do you remember her? Did you work with her?
2: I did. Yes. Yeah, she's Carol, watching. I missed you.
1: The okay. <laughs> new house is beautiful. Okay. Aww. <laughs> um so we need paper and markers yes. or, crayons or crayons or colored pencils
2: even if you don't have anything colorful that's okay too you can still do this project so okay. pen awesome. whatever you've got
1: um Ever, what so- are you using
0: i'm using crayons these are michael's crayons
1: i have yeah from michael's or your son's
0: my son good question <laughs> really good question <laughs> distinguishes <laughs> you yes <laughs> All right,
2: so we're going to start with the body of the butterfly. And like I said, this is this can be done with one line, but if you want to lift your pencil up and or pen, whatever you're using, and make it a two-line butterfly, you can. Mm. <laughs> you'll see how in a second here. I'm
1: going to see if so, I can make a three-line butterfly.
2: <laughs> or five, whatever. <laughs> so if you'll see butterflies, they have a head, a middle body, and like the end of their body. I don't know bug terminology, guys. <laughs> I wish I did. But there's a thorax in there somewhere. Say, yeah, yeah. There's a thorax. <laughs> Thank you. There's a thorax. There's gotta be an abdomen.
0: I... Oh yeah. Maybe the head, the abdomen, and the thorax. <laughs>
2: I need to research this. <laughs> so it's arts any... and
1: health, not science and
2: health. <laughs> yes. Yes, not not anatomy time. No. Um I'm gonna start with the head and it's All three body parts are going to be made with a loop-de-loop.
1: So you can use any color you want, right?
2: Exactly. Mm. Loop-de-loop the head. Loop-de-loop the body. We're going to stretch this next loop-de-loop. See that? You may need to watch a few times. That loop-de-loop is going to turn into the wing. And now it's going to loop-de-loop inside the wing. And it's going to turn into another portion of the wing. And then this is a part where you can either pick it up and jump over, or you can crisscross, stretch it to the other side. And we're going to loop de loop back out.
1: Mm-hmm. And done. Loop de loop is the term you used in college, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, it's really technical. <laughs> It's very technical. I know. I'm sorry. It's, efficient. <laughs> it's too technical. Yeah,
0: efficient people know what a loop de loop is. Listen, I was here for it.
2: It's like I have my my squiggly my squishy brush technique. That's the technique I use. Um, I, I know there's a few. I know there's a few other ones. <laughs> so if you missed all of that or any part of that, I'm going to show you again. If you missed um, the
1: loop de loop.
2: If you missed, we're going to loop de loop again. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna, <laughs> there should be a song.
1: What's that song? Here we go, loop de loop. Here we go, loop de lie. Remember, what's that from? anybody I, if you know it I in know. the comments, please tell us. Please, what it is. please, help, help Richard. all help on a Saturday night. Nobody knows that, like nursery rhyme. Somebody
2: tell know, me. Someone I know watching. it. It's like, I know it. I know that I know it, but I can't put Kevin's my finger like, on no it. no idea.
0: No idea. Somebody helps. <laughs> Someone help
1: us, please. You get extra points and please. an extra loop-de-loop if you tell us what song that is, please. You Carol, get an extra
2: loop-de-loop. You? Yes.
1: All right. And so, here we go.
2: <laughs> this is where we can layer our butterflies. You see, I have butterfly upon butterfly upon butterfly here. Um, so let's start with the first loop-de-loop. That's and it our doesn't head. Doesn't matter where. No, it really doesn't. Second loop-de-loop. Stretching into the third loop-de-loop and then stretching up into the, um, the wing. I'm gonna make sure I have a nice big wing. It's going to loop-de-loop into the next part of the wing. And then this is where you can either jump over it or crisscross, and then go back, create the shape of your second wing. And then loop-de-loop into the last wing, back to the butterfly, and done. Now, you guys may not have a piece of cardboard underneath yours, <laughs> but I do recommend at least, you know, maybe lift up your pen just a little bit to retrace back. And if you missed that again, we can do it all over again. We have a lot of butterflies to make. How are you guys doing?
1: Right. Can I show you what I did?
2: Yeah. Yeah, let's see.
1: So please I added to keep because I wanted one line, but I didn't want the line to go through it. So I made like a little tail on each of them Ooh. to help. Oh. And then you can whatever. But that's what I did. So Sweet. it could be a bee, I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> well, I was thinking armed butterflies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're ready for the world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but some butterflies <laughs> have those really pretty wings or like tails. <laughs> that's
2: what I was they going do. for. You do, yeah. Random fact, guys. Okay, <laughs> I can't believe I know this, but uh, did you know that dragonflies hunt butterflies mm-hmm. and they eat no. them? I really? didn't know that.
0: I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that,
2: I didn't know that until maybe like two days ago. See, this so, is a science maybe, show. I know
0: we're
1: changing <laughs> the name starting next
0: week. We are food chain science with hard speed art. <laughs> 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 while
1: we're making um, butterflies, can I ask a question?
2: Yes. Go for it.
1: You. Questions. While you... How do you.
0: Oh, no, Richard, you're breaking up. Wait. I... What's happening? You were now breaking you're... up. You're back. Oh, Start okay. over again.
1: How do you prepare to to work with someone or go into a hospital? What's what's your. Um... Ritual. Ritual, thank you.
2: Oh, good question. How do I prepare to work with someone or go into the hospital? Well, I always like to think about what kind of um, art projects I have just in the back of my mind, Um, because I'm going to tell you, like, MS really will mess with your brain, quite literally, and I don't always, I'm not always prepared to deal with the world, right? And I feel like if I can mentally um, prepare myself, or I'm sorry, prepare the types of artworks that I would like to do that would facilitate my own mental health and mental well being, I can then transfer that onto um, my experiences with the patients. So, for example, um, I do know that a window painting it cheers me up so much. Like I, I feel truly that I gain just as much um, positivity from my interactions with patients when I'm doing the window painting. So some of these, one of these days I will go in there and only offer window painting because I know that I'm just going to have a better interaction with them. If I stick with that kind of thing. Um, I also know that um Or was I going with this? I was going somewhere with this and I lost my train of thought. So, but did that answer your (laughs) question?
1: Sure. That sounds good. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yes. How do you, um, how do you, I guess, deal or prepare for people who say no, because it all sounds like fun and we go in and we, you know, we have window paintings and they don't even have to do anything, but that doesn't mean they want the interaction. So when someone Mm -hmm. tells you, no, how do you process that? I think, especially at the beginning of a job like this, it's it's can be discouraging to hear no. Mm-hmm. Um, but what have you learned about the power of no from people?
2: Well, I think you bring in a great point. Um, it can be discouraging to hear a no. Um, and I, I used to be very um, discouraged, especially when I was first starting out and I was I was loving my job when I got to interact with a patient because, you know, it like you said, you said it perfectly. It can be um, pretty sad when people are not as appreci- appreciative as the arts as you are. So you come in really enthusiastic and get turned down. But I don't look at that, look at it that way anymore. Um, I think about how many times a person has to say yes to their healthcare professionals. Um, they have to go along with whatever they're saying. And they don't always feel like they ever have a choice in any part of their lives. Sometimes their lives are dictated by their diagnosis. And I honestly don't feel bad at all anymore. I feel like they can say no to me and that's perfectly fine. Um, and if they say no, then that gives me a, um, a possibility of having just a chat with them and that's okay because sometimes that's all they need. Sometimes all people need is just somebody to talk to. So even if I don't get to do art with them, that's totally fine by me. There's still, I'm still pr- pretty much doing my job with them. I'm there for them and it makes their day so much better. And I I can't even tell you how many times I have cried <laughs> inside a room with a patient who um who didn't even do art with me like there was there was this one older gentleman gentleman I sat with literally for two hours and he had declined art with me a few times I think I I asked him maybe twice in that interaction I was like I I think I said something like uh are you sure you don't want to do art I've been here for an hour are you sure (laughs) (laughs) I mean he was really funny like we had a great We had a great conversation (laughs) and he was like, no, 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 I'm still good. And we just continued talking. Mm. So it was such a sweet moment and I'm never going to forget any of those interactions. It's just the human connection that, that they're longing for. And um, I gained something from that too. I hope that answered your question.
0: So tell us um, with this project in particular, Um, and those of you who are listening and not watching, um, so Hannah has created a lot of overlapping one line butterflies. Um, where do you take it after this? Do you kind of leave it? Do you add in some other repetitive marks or where does it go from here?
2: So you and I were on the same level. Okay. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing and you brought it up. (laughs) So, um, Let's take it to the next level. Um, Again, I have more repetition, but it's not in the form of butterflies. You can see, as you can see, that there's a lot going on here. And I would like to, um, I guess, separate some of the butterflies using some more repetition in the form of squiggles. So I love to squiggle and scribble in my artwork. I just feel like being taken back to that childhood era where you don't even have to think about how perfect your lines are that's great medicine (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. really great medicine and that truly helped me um myself in, in my own ms journey because i was supposed to become an artist when after i graduated um college but then ms hit me and what do you know i can't be i can't even be a human being at this point So I just ended up scribbling. So that's what we're gonna do today. (laughs) We're gonna try to identify these areas in between our butterflies. This is a good start. And scribble all the way around. Now I accidentally picked up the same color as this butterfly, so I'm actually gonna change it. I want you to know that there is no such thing as a mistake. It's only with how we teeter totter And adapt to the things that happen in our artwork. That's what matters. So because I put teal here on accident. I'm going to go ahead and put more teal everywhere else. On not so much of an accident basis. Accidental basis.
0: Happy accident. Happy accident.
2: We're just going to roll with it. And we're going to have more scribbles and squigglies everywhere and we're just gonna roll with it these little happy accidents we're gonna see what it becomes um, I can I can absolutely use different colors too like I don't have to stick with one color for the entire process either although I do I tell myself to limit my colors don't always do that <laughs> I always tell myself this, and I warn my students when I'm teaching them. I'm, I, I'm, I'm always like, you're probably going to see 20 different colors that you've never seen before. I mean, I'm if sorry. they're
0: available, you, you're, like, obligated <laughs> to use them. I, think. I can't help it. I can't help myself. <laughs> you have to. It just um,
2: happens.
0: I was curious what kind of continues to surprise you, because you've been doing this work for a while, and is there something that continues to feel... Um, new or exciting or surprising to you when you're working with patients?
2: Um, I guess every single person that I meet with is just trying to be a person again. And it's it's not so much that it's surprising. It's more the fact that I, I get to peek a little bit into their soul. I know that sounds like, really far out. But um, I mentioned earlier that art breaks down barriers. And I have gotten the privilege to get to know people on a level that I would never have otherwise known. Um, And so, so many people, uh, especially after a diagnosis of cancer, Um, have learned to just appreciate life more. And like I said, it's not that it's surprising. It's just that I feel it emotionally every time I walk into a patient's room and have these conversations with them. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to live. They're just trying to be people again. And I'm there to offer support and i'm there to maybe show them that they can they can be more than what what they are in their bedroom in their hospital room uh if they wanted to do a little bit of art with me i can show them a little something different and uh maybe they'll learn something and maybe they'll take it with them and do some more it's very it's no go ahead
1: Um, I know a lot of people often, when you talk about bringing the arts into, uh, a healthcare facility, think it's extra and fun and, and, uh, kind of extra, right. And, (laughs) and not necessary. What do you say to them with your work? with heart art with your work with the other organizations with your own health using art uh in your own health journey can you talk about that at all i like
2: yeah there's a lot to be said <laughs> um and i guess that i'll start with an over well not to us overlooked but perhaps to some other people um something that's a little bit overlooked is when it comes to the healthcare professionals that that sometimes basically live in hospitals or working there all the time um, i see so much positivity and um, it's not it's more than just positivity it's it's really a spike in their their mental well-being when they're there at work and they see a window painting on the wall I get comments all the time, literally every single time I'm there um, from the nursing staff. They always ask me, oh, hey, did you do the did you do the artwork in so <laughs> mm-hmm. and so's room? And at the time I at, at right now at this moment, I'm the only artist. So I'm like, yes, that's me. <laughs> that's me over there. And they always will stop just to tell me about how it's made them feel in their day. And sometimes they'll go into detail. They'll be like, I had a really horrible day and I just needed to see that. Mm -hmm. And what you do is invaluable to us. And I hear that so often. And I just wish that um, people outside of the arts and people who are in a a healthcare field or a scientific field, would be able to see the value in this as much as I do. And as much as the nurses do that see the, uh, the window paintings there. Um, like
0: adds a a vibrancy, I think on multiple levels, like not just, we've talked about this before that it's not just making pretty pictures on windows. There's lights up something else Mm -hmm. inside of people.
2: It does. It really does. Um, and I'm not talking about just the nurses either. I know that the, 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 the cleaning staff, I mm-hmm. forget their official name, but the cleaning staff, they, they come up to me and they tell me all the time about how good it makes them feel. Um, who else? The nutrition staff as well. I've, I've definitely heard from them. But let's talk more about um, the patients as well. And I think this goes back to the types of conversations that we have with patients all the time. It's that need for something else in their life that is going to make them tick, something that is going to help them relieve stress in a way that they never thought that they could, that, that, that was possible. And so many times people are afraid of doing artwork um, simply because they don't want to make a mistake as well. So I think that framing the idea of of doing artwork, framing it in such a way that there are no mistakes at all. And it's really more about your mental capacity, your, your handwriting that is put into it. That helps them to, I guess, sort of relax a, a little bit around the a little art bit. making process. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to be perfect. And I'm, I used to strive for perfection in my artwork. I used to really try to do things realistically because to me, that's what art was and uh, didn't work out for me even before I had MS <laughs> <laughs> because my my art had no soul. I'm going to be the first to admit that. I I just didn't feel like it always had soul. I mean, there were a few pieces, but um, they didn't have me in them. And so now after MS, um, I'm finding that I'm able to let loose and I'm able to scribble, and I love it. It's just – it brings me so much joy.
0: That well, how, how are these coming along? Do we want to share?
1: This is – yes. Yeah, this is what I love is that you can, like, do this and chat, and you're, like, creating something without – are we sharing? Yeah.
2: Go ahead. Go for it.
1: Wait, let me do this. Can I make you bigger?
2: Here, we'll do
1: that. Are we all showing?
2: I'm showing. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Guys, you guys guys did so well on that. You both have different qualities inherent in both of your drawings, um, but you listen to the same instructions. There's something about... Richard, like there's some sort of art movement that
0: yours reminds me yes, of. Yes, me you. I can't too. put my
2: finger on what it is exactly.
0: <laughs> we're going to figure it out and we're going to sit in the comments
1: for this episode. We need, we need song titles. We need uh, art history lessons. Butterfly anatomy. <laughs> yes.
2: I know.
1: This is, this is true.
2: We need to make up the whole one line song first loop-de-loop loop-de-loop <laughs> it's a song
1: I'm telling you I yeah. will find it I will find <laughs> it um, Hannah what is one thing that someone could do today to start incorporating art into their lives
2: what is one thing that someone can do today to start incorporating Ooh, here's one and some people may already do this but go to Pinterest like, it doesn't have to be um, about actually doing it yourself. And I say that because if you've never experienced art before in your life, you know, you're not going to know where to start. I'm, I'm somebody who does this kind of stuff all the time, and I don't always know where to start. So how do right. I expect anybody else to know where to start? So go to Pinterest and search up watercolor or search up oil painting, something that you're interested in maybe acrylic painting, maybe alcohol inks and take a look at what you see, make an entire Pinterest board, um, organize your Pinterest board. That way you're actually thinking about what's, um, uh, what your board is going to look like and thinking about your interests in a different way. Um, yeah, I think that the first step is always to look at art and appreciate what you're looking at, but also take a, further step than that and maybe later on after you make your pinterest board maybe see if you can find some tutorials figure out how to do it later at your own pace and i never like to give anyone timelines i don't like to rush anybody um because that's just gonna turn you away and it's gonna sound like homework (laughs) do it all on your your your
0: own pace (laughs) that's a great suggestion yeah i love Pinterest.
1: I what I've learned is that like it doesn't always like you don't have to finish it in one sitting I know I think uh, maybe I'm wrong but like most artists will go back to things and redo Mm -hmm. things and change things and cover it again and start over and that it doesn't have to be perfect the first time you do it no
2: in fact that painting right there The 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 clouds um that one took me probably a good solid week <laughs> where I just I did some stuff to it and I was like this isn't working I hate it set it aside and then I came back to it like I think it was almost a week not quite a week and it suddenly felt better I felt like that's what I needed I needed time away from it hmm. yeah so interesting <laughs> yeah it's just all at your own pace do everything yeah. at your own pace yeah. don't do anything you don't want to do it's really that simple <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. and use anything you want to use right
0: like it could be anything this... oh. so um, what is the best way for people to either see your artwork or to get in touch with you um, I know you offer virtual art sessions so what are some ways people can connect with you uh oh
1: can we uh oh <laughs> Hannah's having technical difficulties, and she can't hear us. Can you try to unmute your Your, phone?
2: mm
0: -hmm. Hold, please. (laughs) Is that better? Yes.
2: There we go. Okay, there we go. It's because I had earphones that were attached to my other camera. That's why. We're back. Hi, everyone. Hi.
1: (laughs) What was your question, Catherine? Catherine.
0: I was just asking, uh, what is the best way for people to either see more of your artwork or to connect with you? Um, Because I know you offer virtual art in a lot of for a lot of different organizations. But I I do,
2: yes. Okay, so very first, um, I have an Instagram, so you can follow me on Instagram if you want to. Um, And I don't know, Richard, if we'll have a link to that or what. But sure, we can do it. Yeah, I. Let's see. I have a website as well, so that would be great, www.hgarrisonart.com. Um, but as far as other organizations and other um, free classes, um, I I teach with the MS Foundation every Monday at 7 o'clock Central Time. So, yeah, every single Monday. And I also teach for ANCAN. So they are a broader support group. So um, every once in a while, I I will act as an MS moderator for their peer support group, because that's Mm -hmm. what they are, their peer-to-peer support group. And so, um, but they cover topics like um, sarcoidosis and renal medullary carcinoma. Prostate cancer is a big one. It's a broad spectrum of support groups. And so I teach um, once a month classes for all of those support groups. So if you happen to fall in any one of those categories, you can you can come and have art with me um what else hearts need art as well um virtual classes sometimes contact richard about that he's a scheduler <laughs> he knows all the information i just teach
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it just shows up
2: i just show up <laughs> i show up and we have a great time but richard give him all your information for that but i do do virtual classes um on a scheduling like we've got to schedule that that kind of basis but other than that i think that's all for now
0: (laughs) is that all is that all think about that i have
2: i have taught for the multiple sclerosis association of america last year Mm -hmm. hopefully maybe next year we'll see
0: (laughs) awesome throw it out there just i'm just throwing
2: it out there yeah. yeah Take me we'll, back.
0: <laughs> we'll make sure we put all the links up so people can connect with you. That'd be great. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for inviting me. This was fun.
2: Anytime, Hannah.
0: Oh, of course. Let's do more art. <laughs> okay.
2: It's Perfect.
1: Uh, thanks for watching and listening. Make sure you're subscribing wherever you're doing those things. And uh, don't forget to keep creating, everyone.
2: Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Have a good Thank one. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health This episode is produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers, and hosted by Richard Wilmore and Catherine Parsi. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast.